the curse of the devil. Exorcism, a sacrifice. Blessing or bestiality. The curse of the devil. Satan in control of the body and the mind. My love will destroy the creation. I swear that you'll find Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another mailbag episode of the Nashy Cast. As we uh, we dip into the bag, pull out a few strange-looking things, mm. and read them off to you to see if they percolate any strange thoughts out of our brains. Yeah, I like this that we're having to do more of these episodes. We're getting more and more mail, which you know that we're having to to, to do these extra episodes of mail. True, true. Yeah. It's uh, it shows that uh, people are just engaged enough to want to bug us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't want us to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too. They want us to read their emails and, and lie awake at night, pondering, pondering over their questions and their conundrums <laughs> they throw at us. So, what, what is it? I'm just picturing the listeners as pinhead <laughs> handing us a puzzle box. So, as you were saying, sir. Okay, yes. Yeah, so let's start with one from Dan. Uh, Dan says, "Rod and Troy, love, love, love your podcast." Oh. Actually, actually, I threw in an extra love, but that was editorial privileges there. But uh, <laughs> he did say love, love. He did say it twice. Uh, right. It says, shortly after finding Nashi, I found you guys, and it has made the experience of watching Nashi's movies twice as entertaining. Can't wait to get into Beyond Nashi once I finish with all the Nashi cast. Quick note, I found an English subtitled DVD of The Transsexual at Asian Cult Cinema. Hmm. Good old Asian cult cinema. Good to know. Yeah, it is yeah. good to know out there. So yeah, Asian cult cinema. Good to know they're still out there doing their good work. And uh, yes, you can find transsexual there. Um, hopefully that will get a Blu-ray release someday. One of Nashi's more controversial films. Very, very much worth seeing. Worth very much worth your time. Yes. Yeah. Now getting on to one that may not be. Dan says also a Blu-ray of your favorite Shadows of Blood. Just, <laughs> he says just kidding. <laughs> Although they do. He says in their description. Asian cult cinema says, quote, the director's wife, Judith Hirsch, plays the pudgy police detective Anne, unquote. How's that for who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm always interested in trivia about most of these films. So, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm I'm glad to know this. Uh, He says ACC, that's Asian cult cinema, also notes, quote, Sidney Ling would make only one other film after this debut called Grandmother Martha, which runs a whopping 1,452 minutes, that's almost 25 hours, shown at a couple film festivals before totally disappearing in 1996. Can't imagine why. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I shudder at 25 hours of Sidney Ling. No kidding. He says, besides Paul Nashi, only Barry Fleming would ever act again playing Capella Singer number 3 in an episode of the American TV series Legacy from 1998, and Victor in a low-budget indie film called The Still Unknown in 2006. Keep up the good work, he says. And he also, uh, Dan also had asked us about, uh, he was having trouble finding some episodes and of, of our, some older episodes of our Nashi cast. And uh, Dan, if you go to uh, nashicast.podbean.com, 
the Podbean page for NashyCast has all of our episodes. Some of the sites do, uh, like like iTunes, the old iTunes would sometimes, uh, if it was more than nothing, you said like seventy five. I think episodes. it only holds about seventy five episodes, yeah. and if it's if you got more if you got more episodes than that, then they just they just yeah. drop off the bottom of the list. Yeah, you know? but find the NashyCast on Podbean, and it's they're all up there. So yeah, like Frenchman's Garden, I think he was mentioning. Yeah, he um, couldn't find. Yeah, that's so, yeah. that's episode twenty two. It's on. They're yeah. all they're all on there. It's just yeah. you know you may have to access them. For, See, years ago, we had the, the shows hosted on another site, mm-hmm. and I eventually had to find a, a cheaper, more, uh, more, I won't say reputable, but just a better site to hold all to hold all the episodes. When we realized we weren't going to stop, we were going to keep yeah, going. Yeah, we were never going to shut up, so yeah. I needed to find some place that wasn't going to charge us an arm and a leg. Podbean turned out to be the, the more, than, more than adequate place to be. Mm-hmm. And so all of the shows are on there. I do hate that we lost... 175,000 the records of 175,000 downloads yeah 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 so it looks like some ep- some episodes have only been downloaded a hundred times or something like that and it's like well no that's not hmm. the way it really is but yeah. shit what can yeah. I say right uh, yeah, yeah but nevertheless you know those those kinds of records are uh it just means we can inflate them. We could say we've had millions, millions of downloads, millions of listeners. It's been millions. We're the McDonald's of podcasts and millions and millions. Millions and millions disgusted. Yes. We're the rumbling tummy ache of, of podcasting. Oh, my God. Okay, let me, let me switch things up. Okay, another, another, another email here. This one's, uh, this one's fairly lengthy, so hang on, folks. This is from Dennis. He says... Uh, Hello, NashyCast guys. This email was brought on by Rod mentioning Monster Bash on his Wild Wild podcast gig and the fact that I just started listening to a stellar podcast on Laurel and Hardy called the Laurel and Hardy Blogcast. Okay, no, two things. One, uh, Monster Bash, yes, if you can go, go. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah fantastic convention. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Uh, Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh uh, every summer. They do one in October as well. Can't say anything about the October one because I've never been. But this year they have Joe Flaherty there. I know that's killing me, Count man. Floyd. Count Floyd. I'd love to go. Oh uh, no! And Wild Wild Podcast is Adrian Smith's podcast that he uh, has, has rooked me into doing mm-hmm. with him, mm-hmm. and uh, that is a that is a lot of fun. We've just closed off the uh, the Italian crime season and are about mm-hmm. to uh, launch headlong into a Luigi a Luigi Cozzi. Yeah. Mini season because yeah. apparently we're going to get the chance to interview. That's fantastic. The man, which is quite, which is quite nice. Uh, and Laurel and Hardy, uh, I, I'm, I'm unaware of this podcast. I'm glad he's pointing it out. He mm. says uh, the broadcast gets guests from the uh, Laurel and Hardy Laurel and Hardy fans met at these meeting places called Sons of the Desert Tents. Fans gather and watch Laurel and Hardy on the big screen and sell memorabilia or new homemade items that are theme appropriate. I'm sure these meetings have their squabbles. Some people prefer the silent shorts to the sound shorts. Some think that there are no good 40s films. But I found the idea of these meetings touching. It has been 70 plus years since the, the last Laurel and Hardy film, Utopia. Maybe I would find a description of a Star Trek convention or G-Fest looking at you, Troy. Mm-hmm. Just as touching. But Laurel and Hardy seems so niche to my mind that it makes it cool that people still talk about them. I agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um... And argue about them is even fun, oh, yeah, was, fun to think. Yeah, the, fact that the, the fact that there would be arguments. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But then again, what can I say? I mean, right. how, how many arguments have there been about you know Universal Monsters versus, versus Hammer? Hammer yeah, Man, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so then Rod was talking about Monster Bash, and it got me remembering four years ago. I went to an event called Mad Monster Party where several celebrities that fit under a horror theme, at least in theory, signed autographs. 
I suspect it is easier to make friends or have a better time at a specialized convention versus a horror convention that makes room for a number of different types of fandom. There are three filmmakers that if they had a one-night-only film event, I would take a day off from work to attend. I've seen John Waters' Pink Flamingos three times on a big screen. For that, I invited as many as 20 people, even people I, I was lukewarm about because I think, I think Pink Flamingos is something everyone should see. Next week, I'm taking a day off because a Jean-Luc Godard film is screening. I Well, with Godard just passing, that's, yeah, right. uh, that's dark. Yeah. I understand. He says, I've seen every Godard film, but, but only four have played on the big screen near me. I once took my wife to a Godard film, Weekend, and she was not into it and fell asleep. <laughs> I do wish I had a Godard, a Godard buddy, just someone to have coffee with and a discussion of, of uh, films that did not open around here. Uh, namely, oh, uh, d- d- discuss a Godard film. My, late, my last example, I actually rented a theater twice during the pandemic to screen new Woody Allen films that did not open around here. Yeah. Namely, A Rainy Day in New York and Rifkin's Festival. I didn't even know about Rifkin's Festival. Me either. That, I, I was not aware of that one. Huh. The, uh, that, uh, the allowed amount of people showed up and it was a good time. But I could also have done these those screenings alone and been equally happy. My fandom, fandom can be a happily solitary. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, dude, I, I've that. been there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just you and me as the Nashi, the Nashi <laughs> watching buddies. That's right. <laughs> for, for years. We thought we were the only two Nashi films in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, Nashi <laughs> fans in the universe. Well, we thought we were the only ones in Tennessee. And that's, that that's luckily sure. turns out to not be true. Right. I have a friend who loves records but hates concerts because the music feels less personal. Now that I can understand. Yeah, there's that difference between being in a, a being in a venue with a lot of people versus, and they're different feelings. I yeah, mean, I, it's very different to have headphones on and really be listening intently to a beautiful mm-hmm. piece of music and being in a, a a live setting with a lot of other people where it's a communal event. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have never gone to the movies alone. Well, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can understand it, but no, sorry. Uh, if there was an, uh, a Woody Allen convention, I'm not sure I would need to go. And these days, I would not feel like fighting through the protesters anyway. Yeah. But do I wish there was a yearly Godardathon? Do I want to go to, a, go to the real John Waters summer camp event he does? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. My question is, what is your level of Nashy fandom? Do you get enough Nashy from what is available? Do you dream of a Nashy fest? Is there a Nashy community... Uh, I was breaking to say yes there is mm-hmm. uh, would you take a day off for a Nashy screening in town um, uh, well, th- thanks Dennis yes the uh, the answers to those questions are my level of Nashy fandom is uh, I have gone out of my way to introduce films mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. public screenings yeah. trying to entice people to mm-hmm. to have the right attitude toward these films when they unspooled on screen in front of them yeah, yeah. Um, so would I go if, if they if out of the blue Hunchback of the Morgue or Blue Eyes of the Broken Doll um, or to be screened locally at some, some art house for some reason? You bet. As a matter of fact, I would try to contact them and say, let me let me introduce the thing. Let me mm-hmm. give some context. Allow me to, to set things up. Things yeah. like that. So yes, um, most assuredly. Yeah. 
because every really so far every Nashi screening in this town public screening has involved us you know because oh, yeah, because yeah. You, the one you hosted Horror Rises from the Tomb yeah. yourself which unfortunately ended up being a cut print I think yeah, you know, it ended up being we, the, the, the TV version I was having to yeah, having yeah, that kinda, was, yeah remember yeah you probably prefaced it by saying there's so much shocking crazy things in this <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 I did promise people if they would see Nashi's Bear Behind it that was not there <laughs> Well, uh, and and we, uh, I believe that you con. Did you? I think you even contacted our, our local art house, uh, Art Cinema, the Belcourt, once about possibly yeah. when that when that print of Mark of the Wolfman was circulating. We were hoping they would get that here. Yeah, they, they never. Yeah. They knew that we. They did not. Didn't uh, make any headway at all. No, you know? there was a. Uh, a, a place here for a few years, a couple of years in Nashville that would uh, show. Uh, genre cinema and underground films and Rod and I hosted several Nashi screenings and we had good turnouts for them you know there was always I was yeah. always happy with the turnout for yeah. the films and, and, and so we got to do a little bit of that so um, one thing that he brings up in uh, talking about conventions he mentioned G-Fest which of course I love you know that's the Godzilla convention in Chicago and I want to point out he said something about the uh, the Woody Allen screening you know they had that the, uh, the first G-Fest had I think it was maybe nine, ten, maybe twenty people at the most. I forget the exact number, but it literally was formed for friends. Uh, G Fan Magazine had started, and the guy who put out G Fan Magazine and a few other people he'd made contact with that were Godzilla fanatics, they just decided, hey, let's all just meet somewhere and and, and hang out for a weekend and talk about Godzilla and just have fun. And that's that was then they met in Chicago, just a handful of people. And that was the first G-Fest, and now it draws over 3,000 people, you know, so that's just how that grew. I think what he's getting at there is as far as his, his maybe he's asking, you know, would a Nashi con, would a Nashi event draw people? I mean, I would love to see, I would love to to have a gathering of just our Nashi friends that we've met through the podcast to, oh, to, yeah. to meet and hang out for a weekend and talk Nashi, you know. I don't know, uh, an official Nashi convention, I think you'd have to expand it a little bit. If you, It would be interesting to see just what a... Euro European hard kind of I don't know how you would even say I oh, mean yeah well yeah that that would be an interesting way to to, to kind of frame kind of festival, a, frame yeah. a festival of some sort yeah, yeah. see what it would draw you know that would be interesting yeah. to see what yeah. kind of attendance that would that would bring you know what you would get I mean I suspect it would be pretty good just based on the the people just based on the attendance that the this uh, venue uh, Black uh, Black Raven that used to be around uh, what it would draw was was decent for its its screenings you know and for our Nashi screenings so. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to, you know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, yeah, I would definitely, if I found out, believe me, if I found out Belcourt was showing a Nashi film, oh yeah, I would, I would, I would oh, have an earth to. I'd like to say, I'm like you. We'd first reach out and say, hey, hey, let us. Hey, we can, we can intro for you. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But hey, I would, it'd be great. I don't know uh, what the likelihood of the yeah. likelihood of it is, and I, but I do say that the the larger the metropolitan area, the the bigger the chance of a, a large attendance. Right, and I will I will bring up too one time is Rod and I did technically host a Nashi panel at a convention once. We were asked to as a local. Oh, it was a very local, very small thing. Very small, very un, and 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 not really well organized in the sense of where we were we were kind of set in a basement or kind of a basement room somewhere you know to to talk we were going to talk about nashi for an hour and nobody really showed up you know it, it was i think some of our friends knew we were down there so they came out and just hung out with us and we yeah. never actually did a panel because there was nobody to talk to about it you know so that was our <laughs> one brush with you know we've always said we'd love to be get a chance to do 
a, a panel or some sort of Nashi thread of programming at a convention. Now, now, just a year ago, Rod uh, down at the uh, in Atlanta was at oh, Mo- yeah. Monsterama. Oh yeah, Monsterama. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Rod got to host some uh, Nashi films down at Monsterama, and, and yeah. so we're always open for that kind of thing. If anybody wants to invite us to to appear and, and do a little Nashi thread of programming, we're always yeah, happy to I mean, do that. So we we that that was our chance for the Nashi cast to spread into another southern mm-hmm. state, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it was quite successful because the guy who uh, owned the, uh, the the prints that were being screened were, were wonderful. They were yeah. from his private collection, and it was really really kind of impressive to know that this guy had three Paul Nashi films for God's sake on, on thirty five. Yeah. Well, was it thirty five or sixteen? I can't, I think that was thirty five. I can't remember. Anyway, it was just really kind of. Impressive as hell. So. Yeah, yeah. So what else we got? How many? All right. uh, what do we so got? yes, we have one from Kurt here. Kurt says, uh, "Dear Nashi Casters, thank you for pointing me towards a useful and informative book a few episodes ago: Sex, Sadism, Spain, and Cinema Good by book. Nicholas Schlegel. It is. Yes, it he is. says I've only read part, but so far it's very useful for understanding how an isolated dictatorship like Franco's could go whole hog on production of fantasy and horror movies. Could the same thing ever happen in North Korea?" Uh, interesting you asked that there's a, 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 a great book I would, uh, that I read um, a couple of years ago uh, it's called a Kim Jong Il production oh yeah which is about uh, the North Korean dictators attempt to make a monster movie he wanted well, to he, he kidnapped kid, a South yes, Korea he yes. kidnapped a South Korean filmmaker mm-hmm. and, and his forced wife. him yeah, and his, his wife, wife was a great because his wife was a famous actress in South yeah. Korea and forced them to make movies in North yeah. Korea right and they were there for years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen the one you know the kaiju film that they made mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and enjoyed it for exactly what it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, it's in a fascinating book. I highly recommend reading it. There, it's it's just it's 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 quite a read. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. You won't forget it. So yeah, that I would highly recommend that one. Um, he says, I'd like to ask what your favorite Nashi commentaries are. I mainly mean the commentaries that Paul Nashi did for his own oh. films. Yeah, and you know, so we're thinking, you know, he did one for Hunchback, he did one for Horror Rises from the Tomb. I think the one for Hunchback is probably my favorite. I was going to say that too. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say that too. The, the problem with the, um, the thing about the thing about Horror Rises from the Tomb, and it's great because he's he's on there with Carlos Allred, which is yeah. great, and you can tell they're happy to be in the room together and talking together. It's like the reunion of two old buddies, you know, there. And I think the thing that disappoints with that commentary is just that the. The moderator could have done a little better job. I mean, it, I agree because he doesn't. You're wanting to reach through and strangle him because he's not asking the questions you want him to ask. You know, and I think it's almost <laughs> like he's kind of he's kind of maybe overwhelmed by being in the presence of, or just he's, he's like he doesn't want to interrupt or doesn't want to guide them, and so he's just letting them talk, yeah. which is great to hear. It's great to hear these two men who are no longer with us hear their voices, and and but. Still at this, and, and a lot of what they say is interesting, but at the same time, you're like, ask about this, ask about this, and point, he, yeah, point them in this direction. Because a, a great moderator, someone like David Duvall, who's just awesome yeah. about getting out of actors to talk about things that they probably wouldn't if he just put if they were just put there themselves yeah. and and the recorders turned on, you know, and so that can make so much of a difference, uh, you know, a, a good bow moderator, for, but some of the moderators just don't don't quite aren't quite up to speed they don't quite guide keep the things moving or guide the thing is which is what they're supposed to do so yeah and he says uh he says it sounds like his commentary for a hunchback of the morgue is worth finding does he talk does he talk with director javier aguirre and aguirre in that one he doesn't it's just uh i think there is a moderator though that i think there's a moderator and that yeah but nashi he's he drops a lot of great information he really does that that track helped us a lot when we Mm -hmm. sat down to do our commentary just having him on the record about a lot of different things about that film was was fantastic yeah 
He says, the only one of Nashi's commentaries that I have is the one Vinegar Syndrome ported to the Blu-ray of Count Dracula's Great Love. I got frustrated with that one. I couldn't always follow the discussion between Nashi and, and uh, Javier Aguirre. The um, conversation was too arch, arch and oblique. Then I got more frustrated when they were trying to remember which actors had been unpleasant to work with, and Aguirre says, Myrta Miller. I have a soft spot for Myrta Miller, but Nashi's autobiography doesn't mention any negative experiences working with her at all. Instead, he wrote that Haiti Politoff was his bugaboo. Yeah. I'm convinced both commentators misremembered things. And yeah, I think that's true. I think that's very true. They're thinking of Haiti Politoff, yeah. And I know Nashi worked with Myrta Miller on many occasions. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. He says, I hope that other viewers had a better experience with that commentary. I'm wondering how Nashi's other commentaries are. And well, like I said, you know, I mean, the, the one for Horror Rises from the Tomb is, 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 it's definitely worth listening to, but I, the one for Hunchback is fantastic. Yeah, the one for Hunchback for that German mm-hmm. DVD, you know, find, 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 find yourself a, a, a subtitle, the subtitled version of that, and it's just, it's a wealth of information, mm-hmm. and it's great to hear his voice. Yeah. He says, until next time, lock your doors and hang on to your crosses. Uh, and then he wrote a second email that says, and of course I wrote to you about Nicholas Schlegel without realizing you had just interviewed him on the bloody pit. He says, <laughs> yeah, he says stellar interview. Oh, that was great. Getting to talk to, to Mr. Schlegel about the, uh, the crimmy, the crimmy book he just published. Mm, yeah. That's just wonderful. I, we should have had him on the Nashi cast way back when, when sex, sadism, Spain and, and uh, yeah, cinema came definitely. out, but it just, I don't know why it mm-hmm. took us forever to realize, ah, guests on the show. That's an idea. It did, it did, it did. We were slow to come into that, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing it now because, my God, it certainly adds any, any extra voices, just enthusiastic mm-hmm. voices about these films. It's just it it resurfaces all the things that I love about these movies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you if it pisses you off or you want to strangle me or what. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have somebody else here talking, then surely you can't get as pissed off with me as you would normally. So if I ever strangle you, it's going to be on air. I promise you. <laughs> We'll make sure the recorder is on. Uh, okay, let's see. We got another one here. This is from uh, Richard. He says, Hello, Troy and Rod. I was wondering if you would consider covering El Anticristo 2, also known as Magic London. I noticed on eBay it had Paul Nashi listed as an actor, but not so on IMDb. Yet Victor Israel is absolutely in it, so perhaps uh, it's a beyond Nashi. Hmm. Says thank you. Now, okay. Are you El- familiar with this film at all? No, I am not. Yes, yeah, so we must find out more I will about this. Edit the whole living shit out of this. Okay, so it's a 1989 film. Yeah, El Anticristo 2. Which suggests a sequel. But apparently, I don't think it's a sequel. I think they're they're trying to jump on on board the the, the title of another film. So yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. No, ever. it wouldn't. And yeah, Victor Israel is apparently the star. He yeah. plays a wow. character named Inspector Welts. Uh, mm-hmm. Never heard of it before. Uh, don't know that uh, Nashi is in it. As a matter of fact, considering that apparently Salvador Sanz is in it, <laughs> it's been, I, I would, playing an uncredited <laughs> role, I suspect Nashi would be nowhere near this movie. As Salvador Sanz was his arch nemesis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I find it amusing that uh, the director, German Monzo, apparently in some versions uh, was uh, went under the uh, pseudonym of Sergio Argento. You don't think by any chance they were trying to uh, entice a certain contingency uh, of the horror movie community to mistake the film for a certain other director, maybe? Maybe, probably. That yes. would be too underhanded, wouldn't it, for the... Uh, that would be... Uh, that, for the for the film... For, for the uh, exploitation film 
community they would do. I would never suggest they would do something just like that. Just be ridiculous. They would. Yeah. Nevertheless, no, we have not covered it. No. Yes, it is a possibility. I, uh, I'm have very intrigued. Yeah, I'm yeah. very intrigued. I'm, I, I know that often we get uh, we get stung by films that, uh, mm. well, let's just say, mm. uh, there's a reason you've not heard of it before. <laughs> but, hey... That's part of the adventure of yeah. being a, a film fanatic. So, and any yeah. film, just seeing just the novelty of seeing Victor Israel in the top oh, role in the star yeah. is something that doesn't you don't see often. So, yeah. Well, that's that's why I'm probably gonna yeah. do a search on this pretty soon here. Yeah, <laughs> we have to, need to find see, this see if I can find sure. this. See if I can find an English language version of this. That's that's always the tricky part, folks. Yes, is that yes, we have true. to find even if it's just fan subbed, if it's just something that's been mm. done by fans. Then that that's perfectly fine, just as long as we can understand what the hell's going on. Then yeah. that's make that makes it viable. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. certainly, um, that's a strong possibility. The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, me too. Cool. So oh, do we have? Uh, is that it? That is it. That ah, is it. okay. So we have about four of them. Okay, yeah. good, uh, folks. We want to thank the people who wrote into us. Yes, if, thank you. If if you would like to join them, the uh, the Nashy Cast email is nashycast at gmail Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. If you've got any questions for us, we'll be more than glad to do this again and read out those questions and answer them in some haphazard fashion, just as we have here. Mm -hmm. Thank you once again for listening, and uh, we'll see you again next time. I am Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. (laughs) Bye-bye. Haunted house. and blood terror, blood-spilling, bone-chilling, towering terrors in one twin-thrill show, The Crawling Thing. As clutching terror reaches toward you, the scream you hear will be your own. It's too awesome to describe, too terrifying to escape, too powerful to stop, The Crawling Thing. Plus, from another world, the creature of evil. 
Half man, half monster, but all horror. Feel your throat grow tight with terror. Watch, listen, shudder, die. The creature of evil. Can you stand to see the most gruesome twosome ever made? The crawling thing and the creature of evil. <laughs> 